You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Speaking of old millennials. Yeah. Uh, in the latest in what is a, uh, a trend of concert reunions that cater to us old millennials. Uh-oh. The Rough Riders re- reunited. Rough Riders, ride or die, volume two. <laughs> you know what? That's an intro. That's not the intro. <laughs> huh? That's, that's not the first track. Yeah, World War Three is the first track on Ride or Die Volume 2. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Hold on. I'm sure you're right, but I'm like, wait, wait just a minute. Yeah. You're right. Mm. I'm going to have to go back. Oh, man, there's going to be so many. Oh. <laughs> so needless to say, subscribe. Oh, am I really going to be able to leave that off? Okay, yeah. Subscribe yeah. to Clock Radio Speakers so that you can hear us talk eventually yep. about, I'll tell you what's not going to end up on there, whatever they're the redemption volume four one is um i haven't even heard redemption volume four. Oh, hold on speaking of rough riders well we'll talk about the concert in a second but do you know that they recently put out a compilation album i heard about it i heard this this tour is to support like the new rough riders roster it's called past present future of course there's a dmx record of course there's a locks record okay there's a drag on and Swiss beats song called hip hop. Oh, I need to hear that. Can we hear that now on the show? Go for Is it. Is it out? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's on your streaming service of choice right now. Beautiful. All right. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Cause I, so I don't know if it's still on YouTube. It was, um, there was a, uh, somebody who was in the front row recorded the entire concert um, with their Canon or whatever. It was high quality camera. Definitely wasn't a, a cell phone and put it on YouTube. So it was like an hour and a half in the entire show. Um, I did not get through the whole show, but Dragon was first, followed by Eve, then Swiss, I think then the locks and then DMX ended. I got to the beginning of Swiss set where he brought out Fat John Remy Ma. But I did see Drag On and Eve set. Drag, and we love Drag Drag on the show, Drag Dash on. Friend of the show. Spit these bars. Woof. Man, those uh those can you bounce with me with me bars, like that flow. Like now you know why. No 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 like now you get why that is the the norm because back in those days when it was like like doing that live, Dragon was done. About a verse and a half in the down bottom, he was done. Oh, no. He was done. So, wait. So, th- there's a song on here by an artist named Lee Mazin called Nana Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. All right. Let's hear this drag on song. <laughs> <laughs> really loud. Of course it's really loud. Yeah, it's no good. They've reeks of bringing New York back. I just need to hear Ether Boy one good time. I need to hear a little bit of Drag's verse. I mean, his verse ain't terrible. Uh, there's an artist now on, uh, Rough Riders, uh, Lil Wah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
guess who that is? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me who. Well, what irritated me, I, I actually, right. So I, I was skipping around some of these. I wanted to see, is this, is any of this good? Is any of this not, you know, whatever. Oh, there's a Cassidy record on here. Um, wait, they yeah, put Cassidy's on the tour too. They put Cassidy at number 19. That's just 19 tracks on here. There's 20. Wow. That's just disrespectful. Um, is murder mook on here? No, but there's a record by Lil Wah called nothing to something. Mm -hmm. All right. First of all, you, I doubt you had nothing. (laughs) Stop. Are you about to do the, how can Drake rap about started from the bottom? No, I shouldn't. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, but I was listening to it and I was like, "Mm." everybody's bottom is different. Pause. <laughs> oh, and this concludes this episode <laughs> of Clock Radio Speakers. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. So the Rough Rider reunion tour. I mean, are they gonna? Is this like a? It's just one show. It's not a full tour, right? I think I'm. I'm very curious to know if with uh, the Bad Boy reunion tour bombing or not doing as well as they would have hoped i wonder has that sort of scared other artists because you know that's the the thing about new york rappers from the 90s you can fill out the barclays pretty easily if you were you know semi-popular in the the late 90s early 2000s right but can you fill out some of those b cities that we talked about earlier right and i'm sure that's it i'm sure that's an ego blow going from you know, selling out however many people can fill up at the Barclays, 18, 19, 20,000 to not even being able to sell 5,000 tickets in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, we talked about this, you know, after Sean Puffy Combs bailed on us with a fake injury. Um, Yo, trash. I'm still upset. <laughs> uh, you look at that, how many people they were bringing along. That's not a cheap tour, right? Just in terms right. of logistics, like there's a lot of people. And, you know, French probably can go out and do little shows on his own, like, but he's on there. Like, I think you have to like, get the right size of like people on the tour, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, right. So for, for rough riders, like, you know, the locks, they're still, they're still torn, but they don't, you know, they do most of their stuff in like on the East coast, right? Mm-hmm. Like even Jade is not trying to do like a lot of like LA shows or anything. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to number one, like make sure that everybody knew, like, you know, knew sort of what we were doing here. Right. You're not going to get rich off this tour. You make some money, but like we need to like play in like de- like you know good sized places, but not like NBA arenas. Like mm-hmm. you know, like the example for you know Bad Boy in Columbus in Columbus is like the stadium at um wait do they play wait so there's the the one at OSU, Schottenstein, yep. But then you have a hockey arena, right? Yeah the the arena or the um is that smaller the, than the Schottenstein? The arena. Damn, I'm trying to think of the name of that arena. Because it's the Arena District. I can't think of the name of the arena. Yeah. All, all, my, all of our Columbus listeners are going to kill us or kill me. Um, is it smaller? No. I believe the shot is – I believe the shot is smaller. Oh, interesting. Because, like, you would hope that there's, like, something that's in the, like, you know, eight to 10,000 range somewhere in Columbus. But maybe not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But um, because that's the kind of, you know – because it's got to be bigger than, like, you know – Five thousand, like you're just not going to sell enough tickets to make enough money to make, you know, haul those people all across the country. But um, right, but anyway, I digress. So let's say that let's just let's just you know take our nerd hat off and as a fan, like let's say they came to Columbus, tickets were we'll just say reasonable without putting a price on it. 
Would you go see a Rough Rider reunion tour? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I I want to see something because I'm still mad about Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, I would I would go see that. Now, if DMX did what I heard he did, I would leave after the locks. <clears throat> DMX is one of my heroes. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I like to remember the good times. So, but I would go. Yeah, I would okay. go. Now, if they came to Boston or if they came to, you know, Connecticut somewhere, would you go? Boston? I don't know if I'm driving 90 minutes to go see them. Um, I'm just being honest. Someplace yeah. within an hour? Yeah, probably. Do y'all have a, do y'all actually have a, a tour? We got a spot? lot of places. We got a lot of places, which is almost a problem. We have too many places. We've got, um, down by the, you know, one of the casinos, um, there's like a, I don't know, 12,000, 14,000 seat arena. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple, like five, 7,000 ish places right here in Hartford. We've got, you know, the civic center, which is the size of the, sh- which is the size of a, almost an NBA arena. It's like 17,000. Um, so there's lots of places they can go. Yeah. That's not a problem. Yeah. So, okay. Anything else you want to say about Rough Riders? Nope. All right. What we should talk about is the NBA playoffs. We should we should end on this note. Let's do it. Um, or just NBA in general. And you brought this up, an article by your man, Dion Waiters. That is not my man, though I respect him after this article. The pride of Syracuse University. Yeah. There's a lot of slander hidden in those words, but I'm going to, you know, you're right. The article was, 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 was pretty interesting. Um, and so the article is basically... I don't know if you call it like a narrative, but it's like it's a it's Dion in his own words, um, trying to sort of explain a little bit about who he is and why he, you know he knows the rep he has as the he'll take whatever shot he thinks he's the best player in the court, blah 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 blah, and he sort of outlines he's like yeah of course I do here's why et cetera et cetera. I've seen this passed around um, a lot today online. What struck you about it? Um, and this is on what the Players Tribune. Yeah, Players Tribune. Um, I think what got me was just it just seemed very genuine it uh i've never heard Deion waiters speak i've only seen him play and i'm not a fan of his game it's weird i just don't li- i think i just i think i might just not like like philly slash new york basketball players because i don't like lance stevenson like i think um marbury and sebastian telfair are probably the only two that i like and, um, and they're probably the worst no offense right Right, but the worst you know, of what like, you're describing, which is a. But I think I like them for different reasons. Okay, but describe what they are before I get into. I it. mean, I think what you're trying to describe is this sort of like stereotypical, uh, we'll say not. It's definitely a guard, sort of possibly a point guard, but secretly they're all shooting guards. Um, they hog the ball. They think they're the best. Um, no outside shot typically worth considering. It's all like this. I got to drive to the hole, et cetera. So that's like the stereotype, right? Is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, I think, but I like, I like them for different reasons. I liked, um, weird. Like I used to put a part in the middle of my head cause of Marbury. Um, <laughs> and then with Sebastian Telfair, he has the greatest sports related documentary ever with through the five. Um, if, and if you have not seen that, make it your business to find it. I don't know how readily available it is. But it's an amazing documentary. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I would say that. But maybe because I was younger, they didn't piss me off as much as Lance and Dion sort of do now. Um, Patrick Beverly's another one. He's a bum. But he's not from. I don't think he's from the East Coast. Um, but I think it was just the article was engaging. Just the story he told about his friend and, you know, why he sort of had to 
adapt the the ideology that he had to and how that's gotten, you know, where that's taken him through his life. And I can relate to the Walmart thing, you know, being in Mississippi and that's kind of like the only thing that's there. And I, it, it just made him really human and relatable. And when you talk about branding and just sort of selling yourself, and I don't think this is what he was doing, but I think he did a great job of making himself a person outside of a basketball player. Um, and it's, it's just a great read, man. It's a great read. I, I definitely, my respect for him um, increased after hearing that. Still hate the way he plays, but, you know, shout out to him. It's a good out- article. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. Yeah, I thought, it was, I, you know, I think everyone's really gravitating. I think at the end, he sort of describes, um, you know, uh, it was a game-winning shot. It was uh, it was against uh, Golden State, right? Yep. And how, you know, they were the game was tied. They were down. You know, game was tied. It was like, end of, you know like 10 seconds or whatever left. And he was like, of course, you know, he's like, of course I'm shooting this. Like, and he was, and yeah, you're definitely right. That he sort of like shows this side of him. Like, it's not just that he's like shooting because he's doing it for whatever. Like he sort of tries to, you know, put some uh, definition to his character. If that makes any sense. Sure. Right? We, so, you know, we sort of, even though the NBA is a very visible league, right? No mm-hmm. helmets. Um, you can see tattoos. You can see all this other stuff on players, but you know, oftentimes they don't want to talk to the press. Yeah, you know, and so the Players Tribune has sprung up as this sort of I don't know, like it's supposed to be athletes in their own words, but you got to remember, like, it's kind of, a lot of it's kind of like very like propaganda ish, like you know, uh, okay, sure, your publicist wrote this for you, whatever. But you know, in this case, I think it was really good. Um, I think he's an interesting guy, right? Um, you know, he clearly can score. Um, he has a knack for it. He has an aggressiveness to him that that really should work. And maybe it's just a case where maybe Miami, like he describes, how like you know. Uh, Pat Riley told him, we're going to get you in shape or whatever. And he was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, sure. He's like, I'm an NBA player. I'm in good shape. And then he described like, you know, by the end of like the first w- week or whatever, he was like, you know, thrown up in trash cans. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what it really meant. So maybe he just need to be in the right place. You never know. Um, sure. sure. But he hasn't given up, clearly. Um, and so, I don't know. I think that's good to see. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I agree. So they just, so the Heat just missed out on the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they would have made it, they'd be taking the spot of Chicago, who you know played, you know, got out to a two zero lead on Boston, even though now Boston's probably got the momentum in the series, maybe. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, also your man got hurt. My, my man Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, man. Rondo is amazing. He just never got the shot. You know, never figured out how to shoot. Even I'm not even saying shoot threes. Just like shoot from like outside the paint in any way. You know, he'd be a totally different player, but, you know, yeah. he seems to play well when he when it's a game that matters, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he was playing really well, but, you know, broke his thumb or did whatever to his thumb. So he's out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm sort of assuming Boston, win, you know, wins that series. But if you're a one seed and, you know, Rajon Rondo in 2017 is the difference between you making it or not past the first round. That's probably not a good sign for you. Right. Um, and if they win, <laughs> I don't know, even if they win, like. I don't know. It's what Washington against Atlanta. Have you have you seen any of those games? Yeah, those are good games. I have no idea. How is it? I feel like Washington should be up three one, like or like they should beat Atlanta, but Atlanta's got a chance. Atlanta, Atlanta's been a uh, they've been dog fighting it, and I can respect that. Um, it's one of those instances where you know Dwight kind of his his playoff experience kind of helps out, right? You know, <laughs> so yeah, but now I um. 
I hope it's Boston, Washington. I think that'd be fun. I was about to, that's what I was getting ready to say. I just wanted to be Boston, Washington. I know a lot of us were saying, yeah, we want to see Cleveland, Washington after uh, that game where LeBron hit that crazy shot in the corner. Um, but Boston, Washington, God, yes. I mean, so Give Boston, me Washington would be next round. And then the winner of that would go on to play either Cleveland mm-hmm. or whoever wins between Toronto and Milwaukee. So there's still a chance we get Boston. I mean, sorry, Cleveland, Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's uh, Cleveland and uh, uh, Milwaukee just because I really like Giannis. I love watching him play. Yeah, Giannis and I would love is, to see him on that next level. Yeah, they're, they're such a young team. Mm-hmm. This next game is like is huge for them. Like if they if they show up, that's a really good sign. But yeah, you know if they sort of look out of their out of their element, look a little scared or whatever, then you know it's just one of those things where they're just a year too early. Yeah, I mean they need a point guard. We could start there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, Toronto. You know they didn't look too good at the beginning of the series, but I don't know. Toronto, Cleveland, man. Mm. If you're a Toronto fan, you're just looking ahead and you're like, God, if we get past this crazy athletic, you know. Milwaukee team. Now they got to play LeBron. Now I got to play play LeBron, who's about to get six or seven days of rest. Right, LeBron, who just has still has these stretches where he just looks incredible, unbeatable. Yeah. Um, Listen, Re- Westbrook is the MVP, but LeBron is still the best player in the league. Yeah, let's talk about the other side of the bracket because the East right now. I'm like, mm, there's some interesting. Like, the, there's some close series, but I don't know. I think the next round will be much better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's normally how it is. Aside from. Uh, uh, that infamous Warriors Dallas playoff series from um 2006. Right. Well, and also Boston and Boston and Atlanta a couple years ago too. But even that, you know, uh, I mean Houston OKC on the other side. You yeah. mentioned Westbrook. How do you feel about? How do you feel? I mean, we I don't know. If it's been talked to death online. We don't need to rehash the whole thing. Do you think Westbrook should have won the MVP? Yeah, I don't even. I think he's the most valuable player to his team. Um and. What he's doing this year is just incredible. Now, is it close? Absolutely. It's harder than that conversation? Yes. LeBron, excuse me, which is crazy, he's having this unreal season and people aren't even blinking at it. It's like, ah, it's LeBron. It's the same argument that I had for Kendrick last week where it's like, you know, your, your greatness, you're almost measured against yourself for greatness where other people don't necessarily have to do what you do to be heralded or uh, considered to be higher than you. That's how I feel about LeBron. LeBron is merely playing against his legacy. And what he's been doing this season is so crazy. People aren't even, they're just shrugging their shoulders like, hey, he's great. But it's like, do you understand what LeBron is doing? Like, just, it's unreal how he's just getting overlooked. But, you know, yeah, got to give it to Westbrook. Why not? I mean, because you can argue in some ways, like, he almost hurts his team in some, you know, in some ways. They rely on him so much. And even when he's playing out there with the starters, like, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's sort of a nature versus nurture sort of thing where it's like, is it that his teammates are so bad that he needs to do everything? Or is it that he ignores them so much that when he actually needs them, they're not there because mm-hmm. they haven't, they haven't, they, they haven't, they haven't been needed the whole game. There's definitely yeah. some of that happening because what's crazy is like, he really can get people involved. Like he's, throwing assists like he's he's become a much better like what you would call pure point than i think i ever thought he would be yeah but i don't know he's definitely he is a he is um he's a polarizing player to say the least even harden like harden's game is so like ruthlessly efficient and like designed to like break you know analytics basically but sometimes he's not enjoyable to watch right whereas westbrook is always enjoyable to watch 
even if it's a train wreck, even if he's decided I'm taking 18 shots in this fourth quarter, even if I've only made four of them, like what happened the other the other day. Right. Um, yeah, there's just two totally different people. But you're right. I mean, Kawhi had a great year. Kawhi did have a great year. You know, man, what I talk about with LeBron. Yeah. Kawhi's gonna be the next guy after LeBron. Like he's 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 inching into that scary territory. And he's not inching; he's already there. But it's gonna be like on full blast the next three to five seasons. Yeah, the like amazing, Kawhi is incredible. The amazing thing, thing about LeBron is like he, the like when he like kicks it into gear, he's actually like kicking it into like two gears at the same time. Like he's the the zero to hundred for him is so incredible still. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh God! Like this is this is what we were, you know. It's like the opposing team's like, oh my God! This is what we terrified. This is what we were scared about, and it's actually happening. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kawhi is he's he's getting there. I don't know. He doesn't. I don't know if he's the the pass that LeBron is, but he's a great defender. He's gotten so much better on offense than I ever thought. And yet, San Antonio is somehow two two with Memphis. I have no idea Man. how Memphis is in this series right now. I, listen, Memphis is always that team that you don't want to play in the first round. Always. And I hate that because Marc Gasol is one of my favorite players in the league, and I really want him to get a better shape. Um, but, I mean, Memphis is it's a good team. It's just in the stack west. But I've got – I guess we'll get there as far as predictions or whatever. But right. it's not a team you want to play because even if you lose to them in the first round, they're going to beat you up. And you're gonna literally crawl into the second round. So in the top half of the bracket on the on the you know the West, we had Golden. Did you see any of the Golden State uh, Portland games? No, I kind of stay away from Golden State games. I'm not gonna lie. Incredibly it's like, entertaining. Incredibly it's, entertaining. Here's watching Golden State is like watching somebody play 2K on rookie. Nah. So the ga- game one of, the, uh, of that series was unreal because it looked like Portland was gonna take it. Okay. They gave them everything. Like McCollum and Dame both had like 40 points in that game. Mm. It was like, it was unbelievable. And yet they were tied going to the fourth quarter and then they won by like 15 points. Mm. They just turned, they just turned it up. They Right. It's like that Portland game would have beat almost any other team that you've seen all year. And yet Golden State was just like, eh, mm. when they're humming, they're on, they're unbelievable. Like, and yet what's crazy is just after watching LeBron the last two seasons in the finals against them, I know they're arguably a better team this year because they've got, you know, they lost some of the depth, but they've got uh, Durant, obviously. But I can never count, like I'm skipping way ahead, but like just thinking like, even if, even though it's Golden State, like I can never totally count LeBron out. He's that incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll figure, I don't know. I, but anyway, so it, Golden State swept. And so they're going to f- play the winner of uh, Clippers Jazz. Uh, man, Gordon Hayward, this is my first year watching him play. He's s- slow or fast or quickly uh, working his way up to be one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. His hair doesn't move. <laughs> I think he's leaving Utah. Um, and that's and then that's a real tough break with uh what have they said about uh is it is it Gobert? Gobert. Yeah, Gobert. Okay. What are they saying about his knee? Is he done? Uh I don't think he's done, but yeah. It's but you know, LA lost Blake. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because like if LA was at full strength. Not that they're going to knock off Golden State, but that would have been a, a pretty entertaining game. Yeah. As is, if Utah, you know, if Gobert can be okay, like Utah at full strength, they might they might sneak a game from Golden State. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, you think, uh, you, you assume, so Houston's up 3-1 on OKC. You think they're beating uh, OKC? Oh, yeah. It's over. And then San Antonio-Memphis, you think San Antonio makes it out? Oh, yeah. 
It's over. I mean, that's 2-2. Two, two. Nah, I, no. It's okay. over. So then Houston, San Antonio, who do you got? I got this. I got the Spurs. Okay. So you think that even though they're going to get beat up by Memphis a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And then. I got to stick with my pick. Clippers or Jazz? What do you think? Uh, I'll go Clips just because of the experience. And then I assume you're taking Golden State over. Over the Clippers? Of yeah. course. And so you get Golden State, San Antonio. <sighs> Again, Golden State. From what I've seen, I mean, again, I haven't seen a whole game. I've seen highlights, but I haven't seen a whole game. But the the funny part was the game that Durant didn't play. Right. Steph, like, went off. He found he found his mojo. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about, and many people talk about, Steph being in in the playoffs. And Granny's been hurt. Alan, is he still hurt? Who's that? Steph. Uh, no, he's fine. Okay. So I feel like they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder that says we were down 3-1 in the playoffs, in the finals, and we lost. Right. Man, but Golden, oh, man, San Antonio. But I don't know, man. Golden, oh, I don't want to put any money behind a team that has Draymond Green on it. <laughs> Where is he on the Kufi list? He's very high. He's, mm. he's below Patrick Beverly, but he's high. He's above Deion Waiter, so he's probably second because Patrick Beverly, like... And the, the Koofy list is not the bum list. Um, They're bums for different reasons. Who's, who's, like, your, who's your all-bum team for the playoffs? Out of the we playoff. talked about- <laughs> No, for, for the playoff, out of the teams <laughs> in the playoffs right now. I mean, Draymond's Stop on it, place. right? Draymond's on it. Draymond's on it. Um, Beverly. Beverly's on it. Um, Jesus. I, I J.R. Smith. Nah. <laughs> I, ironically, I have no problem with J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith in Cleveland, I Iman annoys me more than J.R. <laughs> but he's not on the bum list either. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Austin Rivers? No, nah, I don't have a problem with Austin Rivers okay. either. Okay. Uh, Anybody else on OKC? I mean, shoot. Nah, not really. Because mm, I don't so- have a problem with KD. I don't have a problem with Steph. Um, and I definitely don't have a problem with Clay. Clay's still my guy. And on uh, Oklahoma City, maybe? Uh, no, maybe maybe there's just a lack of bums in this year's playoffs. Just a lack of bums. I just don't like. I don't because all the other bums, Joe Kim Noah, Knicks aren't in the playoffs. Um, Deion Waiters, Heat aren't in the playoffs. Um, Della Vadova, no, he's wait, on the bus in the playoffs. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, so he's my, he's their point guard. He's the bum point guard. The bu- <laughs> you mentioned a you mentioned a backcourt a backcourt of him and Patrick Beverly. Oh my god, they might I'll win some games though. I mean, they're not scoring at anybody, but. Somebody's getting punched. I was about to say, what, what, is it going to be scrappy? Is that, that how, is that what you guys call it? Yeah. He's got a heart. Yeah. yeah. So so out east, you think it'll be Boston over Chicago? Um. Yeah. Ron, Rondo was playing well. It's over. And then Washington and Atlanta? You taking Washington? I've still, I've still got the Wiz. And then Toronto and Milwaukee. Tor- Toronto's up 3-2. You're taking Toronto? Yeah, I'll take Toronto. So then Cleveland, Toronto. I'm taking Cleveland. And then Boston, Washington. Oof. That's a good one. That's a good one, man. Oof. Um, I love the way John Wall is playing. Um, I, I can appreciate uh, Isaiah Thomas's resilience with you know the unfortunate tragedy with his sister. Um, but I, I'll go. I'll go Wiz because I'm I'm loving the way John Wall is playing. And then Cleveland, Washington. Cleveland. Okay. So then you're taking Cleveland, Golden State, basically, I, or San Antonio. Yeah. See, I think I think Golden I think Golden State. I don't think San Antonio has a chance against against Golden State. And you're you're probably right. I just I just want to stick to my guns and be No, go ahead, go ahead. Stick work the MOP. 
Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if it's a rematch of the finals last year. That's probably what the league wants anyway. Third time's a charm? It's three. Yeah. It should be three in a row. Three in a row. I mean, but shoot. Those are still your two your two star players, man. So still your two star teams. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think that's gonna bother them that much. The pro- if they face each other again, Curry is gonna seek out Kevin Love. <laughs> and pr- he's gonna be like, "Yeah, you guarded me for like a minute in that one game." Nah. <laughs> well, just you say who's gonna get Kevin Love? Uh, Steph Curry is gonna seek him oh, out. He has to shoot a three over Kevin Love. Yeah, he's he gonna to. whatever it takes, pick and rolls, whatever. They're gonna isolate yeah. him. Be like, "Nah, you you thought yeah. you could guard me." <laughs> yep, absolutely absolutely i went back and watched that game seven uh, a few months ago oh my goodness man that was a good game incredible and even just the last four minutes i remember that's one of those games you'll never forget where you were i missed the whole game because i was driving an hour and a half out to pick my son up and when we got to his grandmother's house she invited my my best friend and i in and we watched um the last yeah the last four minutes the one of the most if not the most tense playoff game i've ever watched hmm Amazing. Incredible. You think they don't want to replicate that? Oh, absolutely. Adam Silver's chomping at the bit for that. So, you know, we got to get Tim Donahue back out there to uh, <laughs> make some things happen. Then that's just what we do. Yeah. The the combination of that LeBron block and then him attempting to end Draymond's life with that dunk. Yeah. If that, if that oh, goes in, dude, Dr- Draymond just kind of has to be like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what the problem is? He would still talk every. He would. He, he would. He'd be talking the whole time. Of course, because that. I mean, before then, that's like that's that's Nutgate. Um. <laughs> Nutgate. He really. <laughs> LeBron really did like the. He really tried to do like the Mortal Kombat like finishing maneuver. Like he was like, "This is it. It's over. I'm taking you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Man, think that. Oof. Would that um, have been like the worst poster of modern history? Oh my goodness. I think it would have. Just the, the, the moment, everything. Yeah, because, you know, we remember stuff like, the last generation remembers stuff like uh, Vince over Morning. Vince probably has like three or four of the last generation's greatest posters. Of course, him over uh, Frederick Weiss in the Olympics. But I mean, like just like the, to do it in the, the closing moment, moments of game mm. seven is like, it's crazy. Yeah, but then LeBron got his moment back with the block. Well, yeah, that block is still amazing. 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 So, We're not going to appreciate what LeBron is doing. LeBron reminds me of Ross in a sense of where mm, we're watching him do it and we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying Rick Ross is the LeBron James of anything. Let me clarify that. But I feel like when they're when when their runs are over, we're going to look back, especially with LeBron and be like, yo, what did we witness? Like, did most people realize that they were witnessing the greatest player ever with Michael Jordan. I, I think we were realizing greatness, but did we realize we were watching the greatest player ever, ever? In a weird sense, it helped that he took a, t- took that 18 months off. Because sure. when he came back, the legend would sort of, you know, it got to a place where, yeah, people knew at that point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, LeBron is pff, still doing it. He's played so yeah. many games. I just, if yeah. they make the finals, this is the seventh straight finals. Is that right? Sheesh. 11, yeah. 12, 13, that's... I, I, good, Come on, man. That's insane. Come on. Come on. That's insane. Plus, there's uh, at least one Olympics in there. Like, that's just a lot of games. This, Yeah, that is one. Yeah, he didn't do... Uh, 16, he didn't do this but he did 12. Though, right? Yep. Yeah, he's played yep, so many he, games. Yeah, yeah. He did 8. He did uh, 08. Yeah, and 12. Um, he did yep, 4, 8, too, 12. but Larry Brown didn't play him. 
Mm. Remember well, him? Remember the- him and uh, Carmelo just sat on the bench. Yep, <laughs> I remember that. I just, I just remember really, really liking 08. Um, that made me fans of uh, Rubio and uh, one of my favorite players ever, um, uh, Rudy Fernandez. Uh, speaking of speaking of Carmelo, yeah, yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even talking personal stuff. Yeah. How long are the Knicks keeping him around? He's gone because you think he's gone. I mean, we kind of have to talk about the personal stuff because the the word is is that she's the reason why he stayed. Mm. So, so wh- he's, oh, he's where gone. does he go? Great question. It's got to be a trade, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's still got two or three more. Somebody's gonna correct me. I know he's probably still got two or three more years left on his contract, at least two. So does he go to Chicago? Does he go to Chicago? Mm, that's interesting. I mean, would they even? I mean, I don't even know what they would trade. Their whole team? Nah. <laughs> uh, that Jimmy Butler. That would be a terrible trade for Chicago. Just terrible. Two on two on twelve. Two on eleven. Um, maybe uh maybe the Clippers. Mm. Him for Blake. Yeah, they could fake blow that up and start over. Hmm. Because what, you know Chris Paul the, would play with him in a heartbeat. He would. Because they're friends. You got Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin and. Porzingis. New York fans will like that just because it's Blake Griffin right. until they go, you know, 30 and, and 52. <laughs> There's no way Rose is coming back, right? Oh, wait, he, his contract needs, oh, I guess he's, oh man, what a terrible deal that was. Yo. Uh, it, you know what? I mean, this draft has, so, we'll talk draft when we get to draft time later, uh, later this summer. Um, so many point guards in this draft, maybe they can come out with one. They could. That, that could help them tremendously. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, but even sure, just sure. even just you know, getting Carmelo out, you know, hand hand the hand the offense over to uh, Porzingis. But honestly, as long as Phil is there, he's gonna make him play the triangle, which is dumb. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, Porzingis should be playing the five and shooting yeah. threes. Yeah, and that's not the triangle. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but hey. So now, now you can clearly um, build your team around Porzingis, right? Yeah. Wave of the future. Wave of the future. Uh, anything, anything in particular you're looking forward to the rest of these playoffs? Um, no, just the finals. I, I, I want to see if Golden State and gets Boston, tested. Boston, Washington. I'm sorry. I want to see if Golden State gets tested at some point. Mm. I do because if, if they just like cakewalk through this, like that's not going to be that enjoyable. You know, I'll give Portland credit. I mean, it was a sweep, but Portland, Portland was like they went all out. Golden State just had another gear, but it's not like. I don't know. There have been years in the past where it's like a one eight, and you're like, okay, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anything else you want to say about basketball? Nah, just you know, best time of the year. Uh, looking forward to actually sitting down and being able to watch some games. My life's been kind of crazy, so I haven't had the chance to do that. But I will be doing that soon. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? You got anything to plug? You got anything coming up? Um, single on the way. Um, okay. today. I mean yesterday because you know yeah. we're recording this on tuesday but but you know let a couple of folks hear the single feedback has been really really good um single will be i'll tell the clock radio speakers fans because you know you guys get the exclusive single will be out may 5th so it is this go. is itunes this is itunes this is uh you know all streaming platforms this is everywhere so you know this is this is label stuff so you know you guys getting out and, and supporting that is going to do wonders um, just for the label and for the situation that I have going on. So, yeah, May 5th, song's called Sweeters, produced by Jay Roden. Really, really dope record. Um, album is sounding incredible. Um, yeah, Doc kind of alluded to it on Twitter today, but <sighs> Doc and I have a record that is unreal. 
and I'm very excited to uh to uh to share it with you guys. And there will be a show in Columbus in June. I alluded to it. We've already got people driving from Philly and from Indianapolis um to come out. So more details on that soon. I just got a spreadsheet with some things. We got a date locked in. We got a venue, all that stuff. So things are about the movement's about to start moving. The, man. the movement is moving. Yeah, movement is moving. So shout out to Elect. Shout out to Jay Roden. Shout out to T Wallace. Shout out to Josh and everybody at Elect, man. Um, this is this has been a really interesting experience. Um, and uh, yeah, about to start cooking on all cylinders. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's- I think that's it for this week on Clock Radio Speakers. Thank you, everybody, for listening as always. Thanks to everybody who supported the last episode. We had huge numbers for it. We really appreciate it. Everybody who's been rating and reviewing. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll catch y'all later.